At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here in the VEASAN studio with Wes Reynolds and Aaron Rinning today. We have lots of playoffs to talk about, NBA and NHL, plus some MLB action. Let's dive into some NBA going on today. Uh, If you can believe it, the Lakers are actually knocked out of playoffs in the first round by the Suns. It's pretty unbelievable, as is this bet that a better made for tonight's game. Extremely confident in the Clippers being able to force the game seven against the Mavs tonight. That better at MGM placed a $69,300 wager on the Clippers, minus two and a half for tonight's game. If that wins, it would net him $63,000. How confident are you guys about the Clippers tonight? Uh, I have some confidence, not that much confidence, (laughs) Daniel. Uh, But it seems like the zigzag, uh, the way it's gone back, uh, back to the wall for the Clippers, uh, definitely the way I lean uh, in this, but I haven't bet it yet. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Mavericks are certainly a well-coached team. Never know exactly what they're going to do. And I mean, this is it. This is pretty much, I would say, the series on the line. If it goes back to L.A., you would think the Clippers uh, probably go ahead and advance. So it uh, seems to me uh, this, is the, this is the one, Wes. Yeah, if I wasn't already pot committed on Clippers minus 150 for the series after game one, the way I would probably actually play it tonight is I would go ahead and take the Clippers on the series at plus 140 if this kind of really goes to form where the road game a road team has already won five games. Last time that happened was 1995 in the Western Conference Finals. So if the Clippers win tonight and you're confident with them, I would just take the 140 on the series price because what that does for game seven is that leaves you an option. Right. You, you obviously 
if the Clippers get to a game seven, what are they going to be on the money line? Probably around $3, give or take a few cents. So then you're holding plus 140 in your pocket. Or you could play it another way. You can either stand pat with that, assuming this goes seven, or you can maybe try to work a little bit of a middle because what will Dallas be? Dallas was getting seven and a half after Mm -hmm. game five. Mm -hmm. So you probably got to think it's going to be a discount. So you're going to see maybe six and a half or seven. If I were to do a middle in that scenario, I would at least want seven points on that because I think that's a key number in the NBA. Or you can do what a lot of betters do with these series prices where they want to get plus money on both sides and you can just earn. Mm -hmm. You can come back and take Dallas on the money line in game seven which would probably be like plus 250 plus 260 ish and then you've got the clippers already in your pocket at plus 140 and just at least lock in some plus profit where let, let's say you're a hundred dollar better and the mavs went on the money line you lose that clipper series then you get if it's the Clippers, then it's just $40, but profit is profits. This is assuming if you're like $100 better. So you have options here. I'm with ER. I think this is the Clippers spot here. I think they did kind of figure out that zone a little bit after that big run Dallas went on in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Rick Carlisle did go to that 2-3 zone where he played Boban and Porzingis, the two bigs together. Clippers didn't really figure it out right away, but eventually they did and uh, made a run. And let's not forget, even though they were down big, they had the ball 20 seconds left to go down one Terrence Mann gets the ball I don't think he was expecting it and blows the layup and that was all she wrote pretty much for game five right and the Clippers on the road again versus the Mavs as Wes just mentioned the road team not only won the the five first five games of the series they also covered so could be a pattern that we continue tonight in game five we saw Luca go uh off pretty much scoring or assisting on 31 of the 37 baskets for the Mavs. He finished with 42 points, eight rebounds and 14 assists. Uh, we take a look at the total for this game tonight. Two sixteen and a half is the number. Aaron, what do you think over or under tonight? I'm neutral on this. You know, it's interesting, Daniel, you mentioned uh, Luca and of course couldn't move his neck, couldn't turn this way or the mm-hmm. other way. And then he has that monster game uh, <laughs> last out. So hard to exactly uh, be confident, maybe betting uh, with his uh, futures, or I'm sorry, his props, uh, prop, yeah. props tonight. I didn't do anything with his total. I, I think I've played. Uh, it's you know it's been a rather high scoring uh, series for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mavericks have shot extremely well uh, from three point land. They just had the one game uh, where they scored 81 points. They're five from 30 uh, from the three point uh, from three point. So. Um, I've been kind of neutral. I played the one game under, but it's been a higher scoring. And, you know, Wes makes a good point as far as uh, the zone defense here for Dallas kind of bogs the game down a little bit. But the Clippers were the best three-point shooting team in the regular season at around 40-some percent. So, uh, interesting move uh, if the Mavericks continue to do that tonight. Yeah, and the Mavericks, uh, 116.3 points per 100 possessions in Mm -hmm. this series. But they necessarily, until they went to that zone I mentioned, they didn't really slow these guys down. Kawhi did shoot 7-19 in Game 5. You'd expect at least a little bit of a rebound tonight, I would figure. We'll dive into this game a little bit more later on in the show. We have MLB, NHL, and of course, more NBA coming up right here on My Guys in the Desert.
Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari. We're here in the VSIN studio. And by we, I mean Wes Reynolds and Aaron Rinning are alongside as well. We'll bring in Kenny White, our sports analyst and CEO of Kenny White Sports, in just a minute. We were just talking about the NBA. And NBA underdogs last night went 2-0 straight up and against the spread. The Nuggets plus 5 at the Blazers and the Suns plus 3 at the Lakers. Both pulled off series-clinching upsets, which means, actually, this year, the finals won't have either LeBron James or Steph Curry for the first time since 2010. Is that surprising to you guys? I think, yeah. The way the NBA generally goes, um, they seem to get the calls. They seem to get in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, not a lot of people uh, predicted a Denver-Phoenix series (laughs) in this matchup. A lot of uh, people thought uh, Portland was going to beat Denver, of course, and obviously it looked uh, like the Lakers were going to advance until uh, the Anthony Davis. So I would say very surprising. I think to me, it's a little refreshing. Yeah. Uh, I right. like to see clear it. the deck a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're sports betters. We're not TV network executives. <laughs> we don't give a damn about the big markets here. So I think it's nice, even though it's three against two, that's not exactly chalky here, considering Denver was the underdog in the series as were the Phoenix Suns. So the, in terms of the number of seeds, it's definitely held form, but it is nice to see, I think some fresh blood here in the NBA. And that's what uh, keeps the small markets watching is that maybe they have a chance to advance here. And you've kind of seen that so far. Definitely. We only have one game going on tonight, as we mentioned at the top of the hour here. Clippers and Mavs. The Mavs lead that series 3-2. to two. Game 6 going on at 9-10 p.m. Eastern. Clippers minus 145 on the money line and the Mavs plus 125. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit here as we bring in our first guest, Kenny White. Again, sports analyst and CEO of KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny, how'd you get that job? Yeah, I talked to a couple people and uh, knew somebody had lunch with somebody else's uh, assistant. And they said, you're hired. You got the job. So the age old story. Thanks for having me on. Uh, um, How's everybody doing over there, Beeson? Really good, but uh, not maybe as good as you've been doing. You've been killing it on your MLB picks so far. 15 and 7 in your last 22 over and unders and 21 and 15 in your last 36 team picks. Uh, One of your more successful teams here, 8 and 1 in the last 9 over under picks involving the Detroit Tigers. Why have the Tigers games been so profitable for you? Yeah, I think I just have a good feel on that uh, pitching staff and also their lineup uh, was kind of backwards, uh, their their stats offensively to begin the year. Um, I think they're a better team against left-handed pitchers than right-handed pitchers and just kind of worked out a little bit for me. But I, I really like that uh, Casey Mize. He's going to be a, a, a great pitcher. I think he's got a shot at uh, winning a Cy Young Award one day. That's how good he is. So let's stick with the Tigers here, Kenny. And they do get a left-handed pitcher tonight. Dallas Keuchel on the bump for the White Sox. Uh, Tigers, uh, you know, not great, but they did have that sweep over the Yankees and they've been relatively competitive. And Spencer Turnbull, of course, had a no-hitter a couple weeks ago is going against Dallas Keiko tonight. Tigers seeing the money, though. We don't see the White Sox get faded in the market, at least of late, but we're certainly seeing it here tonight. Yeah, well, the Spencer Turnbull's had a really nice season. I, I faded him a couple outings ago because he was up against a really strong lineup. I think it might have been the Yankees, and he won, he won the game, which surprised me because all of his solid starts this year have been against below-average offenses. Anytime he goes up against a good offense, he gets to, gets hit around a little bit. So um, I, I do favor the White Sox a little bit in this game. I made it $1.55, but there's no edge to really make a bet on it. But that's the side I lean to. You were also really successful in your totals when you were betting with a Braves team involved. 7-0 and in your last seven over under picks involving the Braves. Uh, they have the Dodgers today. Why has that team been working for you? 
probably the ballpark that uh, it's one of the better hitters hitters ballparks in in MLB. And there's you know very few stadiums now that the wind actually uh, is is a tangible action that uh, you can add to your total. And uh, Atlanta is one that uh, the, when the wind does blow out, it does help scoring. But it's a really good hitters park, and the Atlanta lineup is is amazing. So. Uh, this this one tonight, I like Ian Anderson. Uh, young guy has pitched really well. You know, Urias has been great for the Dodgers, but the Braves hit lefties well at home. Thought this price was just a little bit too high. I thought this was more of a pick 'em game. So yeah, I'm on the underdog here plus the dollar twenty five. Well, it looks like we should follow suit with you right now. You got kind of a hot hand. What are your picks for today? What can we uh, what can we look at? Yeah, the, the basketball game tonight, I love under. Uh, Clippers and Dallas, the pace has really slowed down. Uh, 91 possessions the last two games, and game three, there was only 85 possessions. And you saw the scores came the last two games, 105-100, 106-87, well under the total. Uh, I just think it's going to be points are more to premium now in this series, and the total is just a little bit too high. Uh, baseball tonight, uh, I like the Padre game over. Joey Lachesi uh, coming back to his, his Padre roots as he start came up with them. But, you know, it, that's where he had success because that ballpark is such a good pitcher's park. The median run scored in Petco this year is just six runs a game. They got me yesterday. I went under six and a half. Today I'm going over. So Chessie just struggles. He's got a 6.56 ERA. His XFIP 3.88, but I think he's a well below average big league pitcher. He's a two-pitch pitcher. It's hard to do as a starter. On the other side, Blake Snell, I don't know, he's he's been a, extremely unlucky. Uh, 5.55 ERA, a 3.60 XFIP. So he is much better than his numbers indicate. And he has pitched better in Petco. But I just thought this number was a little too low. I thought 7.5 should be the number. So I did go over 7. And uh, in that one and the other one I like uh, tonight, I like the Red Sox, Nivaldi. Uh, Michael King, I think, is an average MLB pitcher. Started out really good. 12 and a third innings to start the season. No earned runs. Last nine and two-third innings, he's allowed seven earned runs. Red Sox lineup right now is ranked fourth in baseball in OPS versus righties. The Yankees number 16, which is kind of skewed because they did have their star star hitters out of the lineup, several starters out. They are probably top five offensively versus a righty as well. But I thought this game should have been another game where the Red Sox been about a dollar twenty favorite because of the pitching matchup, Evaldi over King. And to Kenny's point, and Danielle, we've been talking about that the last couple of days, the batting average balls in play where Snell's been a little unlucky, 333. Kind of the only problem for Blake Snell this year has been walks, uh, 5.94 walks per nine innings. If he can get those down, you would think that this could very well uh, be a good Padres game here. Joey Lucchese, as he mentioned, uh, very high batting average balls in play, but the ERA at 656. So maybe he'll get some luck, but this is a t- tough lineup to get that luck against. Uh, when we talk about that Clippers under, did you look at the side at all on this game? Did you want to stay far away from it? I, I've been on the Clippers. Um, the first couple games I was on them, they lost at home. Then I did I did back <laughs> them the two road games, uh, two and two in the series. But Patrick Beverly getting injured again and not being in the lineup, I feel really affects them. And to my power rating, it's a point and a half. But for some reason, I just have that feeling he's more of a glue guy in his defense. It's so outstanding that he can really take away your best option. So that that hurts their team tremendously. So um, I made the game three and a half. I do lean a bit a little bit to the Clippers, but I sure wish Patrick Beverly was in the lineup as I definitely would be on the Clippers then. 
When you're looking at this second round that we're starting to kind of see come together, we have the Hawks versus 76ers. We're going to have Bucks and Nets, which I think all of us are very excited for, and Nuggets versus Suns, which I don't think anybody predicted. Uh, of these series, do you uh, like any of these series prices so far? Yeah, I was looking at the uh, the Nets, and, you know, I've been staying away from them, shying away from them, worrying about, you know, injury if Harden or Durant goes out, uh, the, the team could fall apart. Uh uh, with all three of those guys, they are the best team in the NBA by far. And I thought they should be about six and a half, seven point favorite in game one over the Bucks. So my series price, I thought should be more around three dollars. Mm. I think you'd find it a little little bit cheaper. Uh, the obviously the Sixers, Embiid's going to play. Um, I got to believe, you know, reading into injuries is a big thing. I, I played against the Lakers last night because I know in sports in my coaching career, guys with groin injuries, that's a tough one to recover from. Hamstring and groin injuries. You just don't come back right away. And I thought there's no way Davis could be ready for this game. And without him, there's no way the Lakers could beat the Suns. Uh, this one with a torn meniscus, slightly torn. This is an injury you can play with and not make it worse. And it's just too bad he doesn't have two weeks because this is an easy surgery to repair that meniscus. And it's just a two-week time repair time till you're back on the court. So it, it's a shame they don't have the time. But he can play through this. I, I think the Sixers should be about five and a half, six point favorite. This two and a half looks like an in-out Embiid number, like halfway if he's going to be in or out. I think he's all in. And again, the Sixers should be a, a rather about a six point favorite. Yeah, this seems to be the sports books, I think, kind of hedging their bets a little bit. They don't want to get too pot committed without really knowing where Embiid is going to be. So putting this at a low number, I would expect when he's given the go ahead, you're probably going to see four and a half or five come Sunday. Another game that kind of has an injury implication as well. We're not really sure how healthy Chris Paul is. Is it important for him to be fully healthy? He's just kind of on the court to be more of a leadership role. Uh, how do you read into that injury for this Nuggets and Suns matchup? Yeah, he seemed to seem to look good the last couple of games. I mean, last night against the Lakers, he looked great. Uh, and I think if he's going to give him 25 to 30 minutes a night, that's all he really needs to. There's a lot of good athletes on this Suns team. They've put together really well. And Booker right now has got to be a top five player in the NBA. He just he can shoot the lights out. That's it's a really good basketball team. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, I don't think, gets enough credit. He's a big guy inside that can score and play defense. So they're they're well-rounded. I like the Suns team. And um, I, I thought Denver beating Portland was a big upset. I really felt that uh, Portland was the better basketball team. But once again, the better defensive team won the series. So that's big. But the Suns play better defense, I think, than Denver does. So they've got an advantage uh, offensively and defensively in the series. And Kenny, that led me to my next question. In terms of what you're looking for for the, the overs and unders, the totals here on this series, Denver and Phoenix, we're seeing with Phoenix, Chris Paul, not 100%, but we know kind of the style of offense he runs. He doesn't work by the hour. He takes his time getting them in the sets. He walks the ball up the floor. He's not in a hurry. So it almost would seem to me that, that this could be more of an under series even though Denver not very good defensively but I just think with Phoenix they just slowed the tempo so much I know they barely went over last night but 219 and a half at least on initial glance looked a little high for game one here yeah Wes I agree with you and it may be overinflated because the points Denver scored in the Portland series but Portland was the team that created the points because they're great offensively and they can't guard anybody so uh, that's why that series was so high scoring this is completely different uh, these two teams, I, I think Denver can play some defense, um, and, I, and I know Phoenix can. They did such a great job against the Lakers. They really packed that zone in tight and forced the Lakers to beat them from outside because they knew the Lakers had no shooters. But, yeah, I'm under here 
Milwaukee and, uh, you know, I hate to go over a big total, but Milwaukee and Brooklyn, oh, the number one scoring team in the NBA is the Bucs. But if Brooklyn had the big three all year, they would have been the highest scoring team by 10 points more than the Bucs. I think this total should have been about 245. So I, I like this game over. I like every game in the series over. I think they're going to try. Both teams will try to win offensively. And if it gets to game seven, then the defense will take over. We brought that up yesterday, Danielle. Mm -hmm. If you're going to bet the overs in this series, go ahead and get them on the openers and don't wait for an end game. Then all of a sudden it's like 252 right out of the gate. So if you're looking to be an under player, don't be in a rush to maybe take it pre-flop. See if you can get an end game price. Good advice, definitely. Uh, Kenny, we just have a couple more minutes, so I want to pick your brain about a couple of the MLB matchups that you did not put any action on tonight and kind of explain that to us. Nationals and Phillies, that one going on at 7.05. Yeah, great pitchers duel tonight. Uh, Phillies lineup's a little beat up. I, I, I thought Scherzer should have been. I made him a small favorite. I made him a dime over Wheeler, but both guys have been great. They made a great job on the total at 7 for a hitter's ballpark. Uh, very very difficult to go under seven in that ballpark. So um, the number was right on for me, but yeah, that should be a fun game to watch. If, if you like pitching and strategy, that's the game to watch because Scherzer and Wheeler should go lock head to head tonight. One other game too, the Reds and the Cardinals. I don't believe you're on this one either. What made you stay away? Uh, Luis Castillo. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just uh, <laughs> fabricasted by this guy. I mean, for two years, he was like the betting darling of the professional bettors everywhere. I knew I could get an earn on every Castillo game. As soon as the line came out, I would bet it right away because I knew I was going to be able to earn on it because every game it moved. Uh, but this year, he's just been awful. Um, you know, the one thing I don't know if anybody knows about, St. Louis put in a humidor this year. And that humidor, I don't know why they did it, because this isn't, wasn't a high-scoring ballpark like Colorado or Arizona, who both have humidors. And when they did put the humidor in, Colorado's games dropped three runs a game. Arizona's have dropped two runs a game. Uh, St. Louis's ballpark has been a nine um, for years. And now you put a humidor in, the, the, the median score in the games are going to be seven runs a game here. And, and you're seeing that. You're seeing a lot of unders in this ballpark. So I'm, I was excited to maybe see maybe Castillo will pitch well tonight uh, with those those uh, humid baseballs. Kenny, in our last minute here, I do want to follow up on that because we were talking about earlier in the conversation about batting average balls in play. So you see that for Luis Castillo, and you see a 371, and obviously anything above three indicates a little bit unlucky, but how do you determine whether it's just bad luck or it's just bad pitching, which I think it's been in Castillo's case? Yeah, you're right, Wes. It's a it's kind of a fine line because they say that the, the batting average balls in play. Uh, there's no, you can't you can't come up with a reason why it happens. Uh, Greg Maddox could have a high batting average balls only. He's a ground ball pitcher. The balls find the five six hole. The balls got eyes. They get through the infield, it, or they're atom balls and they're right at somebody. So I, that they say that all evens out, but you know I lean a little bit towards it's more bad pitching sometimes because mm -hmm. if it's bad pitching. It's, it's easier as a hitter to hit bad pitching than good pitching, that's for sure. All right, Kenny, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I know that I'm already interested in some of the bets you showed us, so thanks again for making time. My pleasure. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Kenny. You too. I think it's important that we ask him, too, about the bets he hasn't made, right? Because sometimes that's where you save your bankroll. Well, absolutely. And then you're always handicapping the card, even if you <laughs> yeah. don't bet. There are games that you don't bet, and ER knows this as, as well as anybody. You handicap the entire card. That doesn't mean you're going to bet it, but it may indicate something a little bit down the road that you can bet. Yeah, yeah. very true. Um, I've always, you know, people listen and this and that and say, well, 
maybe I was going to bet this. Maybe I won't now. Yeah. Uh, so you definitely can save save some people, uh, as you put it, the bankroll. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro did just walk in the studio with a ticket. So we'll get to that. And we'll also break down the NHL tonight. We got VGK and the Avalanche and more. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Avari back here on My Guys in the Desert with Wes Reynolds and Aaron Renning. We have some NHL playoffs to discuss. Last night, favorites and underdogs split 1-1. One one. The Bruins beat the Islanders 2-1, to one, and the Hurricanes upset the Lightning 3-2. to two. Tonight, we have two more games. The first one that will go is the Canadians at the Jets at 7 30 p.m. Eastern game two. the Canadians lead the series one to zero coming off of that seven game series that they came back and won. Wes what do you think of this one yeah I do kind of like the under here now you're having to play, pay a little bit of a tax here about minus 130 minus 135 ish uh, depending on your store but this was a high scoring game in the first game and the Canadians it was kind of different from the Golden Knights series where they went to a game seven where they had it in hand then gave it back and then had to regain it back in game seven they just had no energy for Colorado in game one, whereas Montreal, they were packing up their gear bags, getting ready for summer vacation down three to one. Then all of a sudden the Toronto Maple Leafs kind of left the door open for them and they came back and won the series. So when we talked about that with Lou Finicaro the other day on this show, they had the energy and they had the adrenaline to carry over from game one. It's almost like, hey, we should have been out. We were playing with house money and they took it to Winnipeg. It's that old Russ versus Russ debate Mm -hmm. and the Russ won out for Winnipeg because they did not have the energy and then of course the big story at the end the hit on Evans Mark Shifley suspended for now four games games two through five didn't get the whole series because he's not a repeat offender like Nazim Kadri with the Colorado Avalanche so looking tonight I think it's going to play a little bit more true to form where it's going to be defensive oriented. Montreal really swallowed up Winnipeg in the first game. And then when you get good goaltending commingled with that by Carey Price, that's why you were able to hold Winnipeg at bay. You are having to pay a little bit of a tax here, but the under would be where I go, but it is well priced as of now. Another game we have going on, Avalanche at the Golden Knights, 10 p.m. Eastern for that one. Game three, and the Avs, unfortunately for Vegas fans, lead the series 2-0. to zero. There was an overtime loss for the Golden Knights in game two. What do you think is going to happen tonight in game three? Two nothing, uh, nowhere to turn now for the Golden Knights here. So I am going to back them, kind of what I did with Col- uh, with uh, Carolina last night, albeit they were on the road in Tampa Bay where I split it first period in game. I think VGK is going to come out. You got to think rocking here because we're going to have full capacity at the Fortress for the first time all season here in Las Vegas. So the crowd is going to be on fire for this game. And it's going to kind of be a culture shock for these two teams because they haven't played in front of a full crowd all season, really, mm-hmm. due to COVID-19 restrictions. So if you look at game two, I thought Vegas Golden Knights really did outplay Colorado. They, led they them certainly in, outshot them. Yeah, they led them yeah. in expected goals. I think it was 298 to 269. Really why Vegas lost that game is because they couldn't stay out of the penalty box. And when you can't stay out of the penalty box against Colorado, you're not going to win very many hockey games. Colorado, 43% on the power play here in the playoffs, which is outstanding. But I did think Vegas sped the tempo up, had a lot more energy really in that second game. I think that's going to carry over tonight. I like VGK to make it two to one. Do we know anything about the goaltender situation for this game tonight? What's that matchup looking like? It's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury tonight. It uh, looks like I think Robin Lehner has been deactivated or something like that, but he's not going to go. He was kind of the sacrificial lamb in game one because they had gone Marc-Andre Fleury pretty much the entire series, or actually the entire series against Minnesota. So Lehner got sent out there in that bad situation where VGK had no energy, and that's where you get a 7-1 to lopsided result. So it looks like it has not been confirmed that it'll be flurry tonight and should be Grubauer for the avalanche 
If we look at the other NHL series going on, I did mention that the Bruins beat the Islanders last night. That gave them a 2-0 to zero lead in the series. So the series price now for the Islanders, plus 380, and Bruins minus 590. Any value there on the Islanders at this point? I mean, you could see it because they're such a good defensive team and they can win on defense and goaltending. But I thought the Bees really took it to them. The, the Islanders were really fortunate to get it in overtime. It was 41 to 29 on the shots. Bruins got the goal, I think, about seven or eight minutes into the first period. And then there wasn't a goal until very late in the game, which made it into overtime. And then Brad Marchand from an absolute impossible angle in the corner on the left side gets it past Varlamov and the Boston Bruins now two to one. They're the, they're the one of the teams I do have a future on at 12 to one to win the Stanley Cup. So I like the way that they're starting. The Bruins are kind of a team. They can win score fest mm -hmm. and they can also win physical hockey games that are more defensive and goaltending oriented. And they certainly did that last night. Well, then I'm certainly glad that I have a ticket on them. Uh, Lightning and Hurricanes also. The Hurricanes were able to get a win on the board for their series. The Lightning still lead 2-1. to one. Do you think the Hurricanes could possibly come back? I think they're going to make it a series. I do like the Lightning, though. I just think that power play is way too good. Yeah, definitely not one you want to be playing against. And definitely teams I don't like to play unders against, especially first period unders. I learned my lesson the hard way. We have more coming up on My Guys in the Desert. We'll talk MLB matchups next. Our Saturday evening and the VEASAN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, track conditions, and prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit VEASAN.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit at the VEASAN store, and picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. That's VEASAN.com slash horses. Now let's take you from the racetrack to the ballpark we have MLB action going on tonight. Let's look at some of tonight's games. Let's start with the Marlins at the Pirates. Wes, I know you had some interest in this. We have Cody Poteet on the mound versus Mitch Keller. This is a hold-your-nose spot, considering <laughs> Mitch Keller has an ERA of about six and a half, yet they were favorite. Now the Marlins getting a little bit of money. This is really kind of one of those buy-low-sell-high games I'm taking a chance with. Uh, Cody Poteet, 295 on the ERA, but 427 on the XFIP. Uh, we talk about that luck factor, batting average balls in play. 211 for Cody Poteet. 350 for Mitch Keller. It's probably a little bit of both here, not one side or the other. Usually it's like when you get that high batting average balls in play, it's either bad luck or it's bad pitching, which we talked about with Kenny in the first segment. It's kind of a little bit of both for Mitch Keller, but I think he's got some positive regression here. This is not a Marlins lineup that is exactly strikes fear in your heart, shall we say, at the plate. <laughs> so maybe this could be a get-right spot for Mitch Keller. I like him, uh, especially if I can get him as a small dog. Yeah, I think it's a good handicap, Wes. Uh, Keller, someone that I expected more, uh, worked hard in the offseason to improve, made some adjustments, certainly has the talent 
uh, to be uh, a, a difference maker in the starting rotation. Marlins lost six in a row. I mean, look at they almost have the same record as the Pirates now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the Marlins fall uh, quickly here in the NL East. And Wes, I believe yesterday you were talking about a Pirates bet. Did you end up making it, and how did it play out? Yeah, I did end up making it. Played out uh, very effectively yesterday. Oh, good. So I gave the, you a hard time about that one. No, you gave me the hard time about the Tigers, which which I oh, shouldn't have right. made in retrospect. You were okay, like, that one. well, let's get on to some of your good bets. So you you already knew ahead of time that that was dog you-know-what. So uh, yeah. Which it ended up being as the White Sox get the win. That's Lance right. Lynn still uh, hotter than a firecracker for that White Sox staff. Well, if it makes you feel better, I I think I lost my first run, uh, first inning bet on that one. So we were both losers there. Uh, if we look at the Astros and the Blue Jays, kind of an interesting pitching matchup. We have Granke and Ryu. How do you think this one's going to play out? Uh, yeah, or go ahead, ER. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, Toronto, uh, I think, is kind of hanging on right now in that AL East race. We knew that mm-hmm. the Yankees and the Rays were kind of be going to be there right in the mix. Rays really balling out right now. But the Red Sox have been kind of the surprise here now three games back. But they don't seem to be slowing down. It's kind of up to Toronto now at 29 and 25, uh, switching their home field from Dunedin, Florida to Buffalo, seeing how that's going to go. Engine Ryu has been pretty good this season 262 on the era 307 on the xfip zach granke obviously does not have the overpowering stuff he's kind of the real estate agent pitcher location 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 and that's what you have to do when you're a little bit older you got to know where to place the balls you're not going to overpower them with uh, really good stuff here but seeing a little bit of action on the blue jays i'm not going to bet this one but i don't disagree with the little move on toronto you know really the art of pitching here i mean two guys that certainly don't throw very hard are going to hard to do break 90, but uh, definitely know how to pitch. You can see it in the numbers. Uh, Grinky still 5-2, and 3-6-7 ERA. Uh, Ryu, Ryu even better uh, than that. So uh, I think it's uh, interesting. The total, uh, Danielle, 8.5, mm-hmm. uh, two guys that know how to pitch. I would uh, lean to the under. And one thing you do worry about on the Blue Jays' side, just a little bit of a caveat, the Houston Astros, very good against left-handed pitching, one of the best teams in the league. So... That's why maybe a little bit of pause, but Ryu has been pitching very well. Five and two and 10 starts, 262 on the ERA. If we move on to a team that everyone loves to bet on, the Dodgers, they face the Braves tonight, 7.20 p.m. Eastern. We have Julio Urias on the mound and Ian Anderson. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers, the favorite, road favorite. You know, so so much was expected from this Braves team, 26 and 28. So uh, I think as you look at this pitching matchup, we'll see if the Braves can kind of get back in attention. Nobody really wants to step up uh, in this NLE. So big series for, for the Braves lean that way. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been as good as advertised, obviously an MVP candidate. But the Braves kind of waiting for the rest of that lineup to start hitting and really kind of meeting what he's been doing. If Freddie Freeman can get off the schneid a little bit, if Dansby Swanson can start hitting, because this is a team, as Kenny mentioned, this is a hitter's park down there at Truist Park in Atlanta. So it has the potential to be a very potent lineup. Mm-hmm. Have not really seen it so far. Austin Riley's come around a little bit, as is Ozzie Albies, but the Braves need to really get that lineup going together. I do also like uh, Ian Anderson as well. So that would be my lean here as a small home dog. We also have the A's and the Rockies going on later on, uh, 8.40 p.m. Eastern. Frankie Montes versus John Gray. Any read on this one? 
Yeah, uh, Montez uh, for the. I mean, it's you know Colorado's been so poor, but more so um, mm-hmm. on the uh, on the road, obviously for them at home, it hasn't been that bad. It almost seems a little bit cheap here, Wes. I, I guess Gray uh, respected 3.86 ERA, mm-hmm. but Montez has rebounded and pitched uh, very well of late. Yeah, and you look at Colorado, they are expected to be at the bottom of the NLS, so they're certainly meeting those expectations. But Mm -hmm. this team, and and usually you're going to get that when you play at Coors Field, but this is really a discrepancy between home and away splits here. 19 and 12 at home at Coors Field. Very solid for a team that's supposed to be a bottom feeder in the NLS, but 4 and 22 on the road this year are the Colorado Rockies, so it does seem a little bit cheap. And now we're about to see a tweet to see if... uh, Maybe the Rockies are going to be sellers here at the deadline. Yeah, some Trevor Story stories floating around, seeing who's (laughs) going to end up with him. The A's among the clubs expected to monitor Rocky shortstop Trevor Story once he returns from the IL. Uh, He's a trade candidate. He has an expiring contract, and Oakland has the worst OPS at shortstop of any MLB team. It's always uh, interesting whenever the A's are uh, bandied about in these trade rumors. Not a team that usually goes out uh, to battle against the Yankees for someone like Trevor Story. Sure, we all saw Moneyball. Uh, <laughs> Always uh, the concern for me is when you trade or try to get a hitter from the Colorado Rockies doesn't always exactly work out. Yeah. Uh, one more game, Mariners and Angels. That's kind of exciting here. We're going to have Robert Duggar and Shohei Otani. Otani also in the lineup as well as on the mound. Yeah, Otani uh, bounced back. Uh, had that uh, two starts ago, was mm-hmm. not good. The velocity down for him pitched well. Uh, in his last outing. So interesting if he can duplicate that because, again, he's uh, shown a pattern of regressing uh, throughout uh, many of his starts, at least stuff-wise. Yeah. I think with Otani, the way probably to play this is maybe first five, and you could do that on the run line where you lay like a half run minus a dollar twenty or somewhere in that range. Robert Duggar is going to be the opener. Left-hander Hector Santiago then relieve him after about an inning and, and a third. So uh, I do like Otani first five, but the bullpen a little bit shaky, and the Angels obviously on hard times without Mike Trout. All right. Well, hopefully Wes is not on hard times with his memorial golf bets. We'll get to that and more next on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. into the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com. And remember, you can download the free oddstrader app right now and start winning with the up to the second info you need. Uh, Danielle Vari back here in the VEASAN studio with Wes Reynolds and Aaron Rinning on My Guys in the Desert. Uh, we have the Memorial Golf Tournament going on in the PGA right now at Muirfield Village Golf Club. $9.3 million purse here. And Patrick Cantlay in the lead right now, eight under. Wes, how are your bets looking? Uh, not as good as they 
did last week, a little bit slow to get off the deck, but Patrick Cantlay, who was the champion here a couple years ago at Muirfield Village, five under par in his second round today, now eight under two-shot lead for the uh, Memorial Tournament. And uh, Cantlay has kind of been in a little bit of shaky form, showed a little bit at the PGA, was a little better than expected because uh, he was uh, rumored to be having some uh, trouble in his relationships uh, off the course, shall we say. That was oh, the that's word. some in-depth that, handicapping that, that, that was there. the word on the street. Uh, <laughs> love is a battlefield, as Pat Benatar says. So, But nevertheless, maybe he's put that behind him, and now eight under par. He is a former winner here. By the way, I don't know if we're going to get all 18 holes completed today because we did have that overnight rain. A lot of the afternoon players yesterday did had to finish this morning. So now we're just kind of getting started with that afternoon flight here, which is 546 Eastern time in Columbus where this is being held. So probably not going to get it all in as Colin Marikawa, who was the overnight leader after the first round, does bogey the first hole now at five under par. Just a quick rundown of the top few on the leaderboard. Can't lay eight under par. Scotty Scheffler seeking his first speed. PGA Tour wins six under par. Carlos Ortiz in at five under. Colin Marikawa at five under. And then a couple guys in at four under. Brandon Grace and the Aussie Lucas Herbert. Well, we talked a little bit about the NBA as well at the top of the hour. And uh, it was kind of surprising to see the Lakers get eliminated last night. Maybe not if you were watching the series really closely. But seeing LeBron not in the finals is going to be a very interesting year, obviously. Uh, one better maybe had a reaction to it because a better at the South Point just bet $22,700 on the Nets to win the championship at 2-1, to one, which would net that uh, $45,500 with a win. Do you think this is a reaction to the Lakers being eliminated last night? Uh, perhaps. Some, I mean, uh, that's a good number out there at, yeah. at two to one uh, at this point. It's certainly not my ticket, not my money. <laughs> that's not the way I, I got about the opposite of that, in fact. And we'll talk about that uh, into the second hour on the mm -hmm. Bucks uh, to beat the Nets uh, plus two dollars in this next in the next series. I'm looking to. To me, it's about value, mm -hmm. and I'm looking to go against the Nets at this point on paper. Yes, probably the best team. Uh, I thought the Celtics uh, were the worst team in the NBA playoffs. I don't put a lot of stock uh, for the Nets kind of dismantling them. Remember, no Jalen Brown starting guy. Right. Who, who's uh, Romeo Langford starting mm -hmm. for, for the Boston mm -hmm. Celtics in a couple of those games? And remember last year, it was a Bucks team that was somewhat indestructible. They mm -hmm. thought that that was a team that was going to coast through the Eastern Conference. Uh, and I, I think they did not put a lot into the regular season. So I'm interested in this matchup. And, uh, yeah, to win the NBA Finals, I think it's not going to be easy for them even to advance out of this series. Yeah, I'm with you, actually, on the Bucks here. And, and I'll explain a little bit more later on in the program. But if you kind of look... Uh, the Nets, obviously, when you can score like that, when the big three are scoring and with Joe Harris, that's mm -hmm. where they really mm -hmm. have the potent lineup because he's arguably the best three-point shooter in the league. They're very effective, and that masks a lot of deficiencies, if you will, right. especially on the defensive end. And you can maybe get away with some more turnovers when you can put up those kind of offensive numbers. But if you look at Milwaukee – Giannis averaged, uh, I believe, 39 a game against these guys in the regular season. And if you take out his good three-point shooting when they kind of sagged off of him, he would still average over 30. So, you know, Milwaukee, they've kind of been the the team that I think has been a little bit discounted mm -hmm. because 
the last couple times they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They didn't make it out of the Eastern Conference Finals. So now they're not the favorite to win the East. And now all of a sudden Brooklyn is the shiny new toy. Mm -hmm. And everybody's kind of looking to them. And then everybody's kind of looking to Philadelphia. It's like, okay, here they come. Is this their finally their year? Trust the process and all that stuff. And Milwaukee kind of gets ignored a little bit. But Brooklyn does not have an answer for Giannis. DeAndre Jordan can't mm -hmm. guard him. Blake Griffin can't guard him. He's probably going to get what he wants all series long. So those props are obviously going to be inflated to the moon. Points, rebounds, and assists for the Greek freak. But I'm with ER. I didn't quite get the $2. We were actually on the air when the $2 were out there with JVT. And then all of a sudden I saw that disappear. That might have been ER's money making those prices disappear. I still don't think 180 is a bad play, though. Yeah, I think uh, mi minus 180, but also even minus 160. 60 has gotten as low as for the Bucks. Uh, we're going to talk to Andy Bailey, NBA writer from Bleacher Report at the top of the next hour. Uh, he wrote an article where he also said these are not last year's Bucks, And so we'll ask him all about that. I think he agrees with you guys that we have a different Bucks team. Drew here. Holiday has absolutely made the difference yeah. for this team. You know, a difference maker. And, and I, I thought the Bucks overall were maybe a little bit weaker as far as their bench play. But it's not that important mm -hmm. in the playoffs. We see the starters play so many minutes. I think both these teams have uh, questions that need to be answered, and we'll find out a lot more uh, as soon as what uh, tomorrow, I, I guess, in these. But, you know, the Nets defensively, mm -hmm. uh, certainly offensively they're going to be good, but we just haven't seen a team win an NBA championship that was perhaps as flawed as the Nets are defensively. Well, let's talk about this nitty-gritty a little bit more. How many games is this series actually going to go to? The Bucks and the Nets. So you can bet the over or the under on four and a half games, five and a half, or six and a half. If you think this is going under four and a half games, it's going to be five to one for you. Uh, if you think this is going over five and a half games, minus 152 is the number. And if you think that is going under six and a half, it's minus 335. Yeah, for me, it would be, uh, I think, over five and a half minus mm -hmm. 152. Um, per, you know, again, uh, but I, it seems like it's going to go uh, to be a long series. I, I don't think the Bucks are going to bow out anytime soon. Certainly the Nets, you expect them to uh, make this uh, <laughs> competitive to so both teams. So, right. yeah, six or seven for me. Yeah, I would be the same way. And then when we were talking, I want to go back to the series price. Mm -hmm. Certain books obviously shop around. They'll offer not only exact amount of games like Nets and six, Bucks and seven or whatever, but you can also take like a spread mm -hmm. on a series. Like let's say you don't want to take the Bucks at the plus price, but you think, okay, this might go seven. You can take like plus one and a half. I think I saw it at DraftKings. It might've been like a dollar 35 or a dollar 40. Mm -hmm. And I think a couple other shops are getting giving you those options. So maybe take the Bucks plus one and a half. So obviously if it goes seven games and Brooklyn wins the series, mm -hmm. you still go ahead and cash that ticket. But I'm with ER absolutely on the Milwaukee Bucks. I think uh, they are being highly underestimated. Well, elsewhere in the East, we also are going to have the Hawks facing the 76ers. You can bet on how many games this will go to. Uh, again, four and a half, five and a half, or six and a half over or under on those. Uh, if you think this is going under five and a half games, plus 117. If you think this is going over six and a half, taking it to seven, plus 120. You know, this one's tough because uh, we still don't know the status of Joel Embiid. Sounds mm -hmm. like he has a small tear in his meniscus. Which Kenny seems to think that he can play through. Right. I mean, he... he I, I just read uh, off, you know, he participated a little bit, doing a little. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, can he re-aggravate it? You don't mm -hmm. exactly know the situation. Obviously, Anthony Davis tries to play last night. Didn't go very well for him. Uh, very tough with these guys. So, to me, that makes, if, if you think Embiid's going to play, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, bet uh, under as far as games. But if he's not, this certainly looks like it's going to go six or seven games. Yeah, and that's why you're seeing such a right. cheap series price here at 175 I would think that this was going to be $3 around if uh, Embiid was given the clearance to go because this is an Atlanta team. Even though they've now got more experience having bounced the Knicks out in the first round, this is still a very young team with what is still an interim coach. I expect Nick McMillan's probably going to be given that job uh, mm-hmm. going forward here this summer but Atlanta look I mean you knock out the New York Knicks it was the Trey Young show in Madison Square Garden so now it's like okay we got more games to play we can't settle fellas we want a series you know is that going to be good enough for us or can we run this to the Eastern Conference Finals one of the things you kind of saw with the Sixers uh, in the elimination game and we said okay they can make up for Joel Embiid's offense in one game and it was Seth Curry that did that Ben Simmons running point he had a triple double but you can't really do that, I don't think, for a full series here. So this is one where I think it is very much a hold pattern and see how Joel Embiid's health is going. Right, to be. and it's good to talk about it, Wes. You mentioned it uh, with Trey Young. Um, Sixers certainly have answers for him, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Simmons, Thibel, Danny Green, to be able to. They can switch a lot of defenders. Uh, yeah, yes. cut the the head of the snake off a little bit for the Hawks. So. Um, I would say that's certainly the key matchup to watch. And the three-point shooting was a little bit hit or miss for Atlanta. They did not really shoot the ball great in that series. They were a little bit better at home, actually a lot better at home than they were at the Garden. But when you got these other guys, Bogdanovich and, and Herter and Hunter, these guys have got to make shots. It can't just be Trey Young really carrying them, even though he kind of did, especially in those road games. These guys are going to have to step up and step up very soon. The last one we can look at here, the Nuggets and the Sun series. How many games will this one go to? If you like the under five and a half, you get that at plus 105. If you think this is going to seven, over six and a half at plus 250. Yeah, this is another one. I would expect a very long series. I would expect a six or seven game series. Obviously, the net or the Sun's going to be tough to eliminate. How mm-hmm. Denver has an answer for Devin Booker. Uh, They certainly didn't have much of an answer for Lillard, so that would be concerning. But it goes the other way around, too, is uh, Jokic, uh, what he can do, um, perhaps take eight and outside of the paint a little bit in this matchup. So I think uh, positive for both teams, which to me um, would uh, make for a long series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you saw that Nurkic, when he was able to stay on the floor, he was able to keep Jokic at least somewhat at bay. Right. I don't know if Phoenix really has that depth or that luxury here, like ER said, kind of take eight and out and mm-hmm. make him guard. Jokic is the guy that can score not only in the paint, but also take you outside the three-point line. So I would expect this is going to be a long series. And now with potential with the Lakers out and potentially the Clippers out, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden the pressure <laughs> and the noose gets tightened for these two teams because it's like these are not two teams that have been to the finals before now the expectations change and the game changes all together so you're going to see some tightness between these two teams and that's why i think maybe you'll get some unders at least early in the series of these of these all these matchups which one do you think has the best chance of going to seven games I would say the the Nugget Suns. That's the one that sticks oh, wow. out uh, for yeah. me. I, I think the Bucks. If if I expected them to win, I think maybe they get it done in six. But uh, like I say, this uh, Nugget Suns just sets up. I right. can't see either team being that much of an overwhelming favorite here. We have more NBA to talk about right here on My Guys in the Desert.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.